Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. As always, being stretched there, Sean. How's it going? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to see what's become of my ship, Connor. Uh, <laughs> what happened in the week I was gone? <laughs> well, look, if anyone doesn't know, Sean has been on holidays for the last week and left yeah. me in charge of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd, I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> there, there was a bit of flailing. There, there was a bit of oh. I don't know what's going on but we got some episodes out there was sure a last yeah. week Proud, yeah. um, and we got uh, a Tim Drake Hero Zero as well so Little Timmy but thankfully you are back because there was a show I wanted to talk about last week of course you were away and so I decided this week what we could do is a bit of a special thing that we've done for most of the Disney Plus series and that is that normally we wait for the first two episodes to come out for yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, or we did a fur as well. Loki, Loki. <laughs> Do you and remember any other series? I think I think we did it for those ones, and then what was the one that came out? And we were like, oh yeah, we didn't do it for Hawkeye because we were no, both like, it's <laughs> fucking Hawkeye. I've seen Hawkeye. It's fine. It's fine. D'Onofrio's in it, <laughs> um, but it's we because Moon Knight. Uh, the trailers look so cool, so interesting, and Sean, I know you love this character. Big Moon so, Knight fan. So I felt like we it was definitely, we should definitely do this for the Patreon. And how it works is we'll put the first two episode reviews up here and then episode three and four and four and five and six, those reviews will go over to our Patreon and all you have to do is just subscribe over there and you'll get the extra content and all that jazz. Yeah, so you'll get the uh, episode reviews as well as your weekly movie Mondays um, yeah. that, that will regularly come out. So it's just extra content, Sean. Just extra, content. extra. Head on over there, link in the description below. We also have a website. Here's Friar.ie. Here's Friar.ie slash shop if you want some merch. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm back like five minutes. 
my friend Carl, by the way, uh, today said he was going through all of the Hero Zeros, like finding out all the characters we've done. Yeah. And he was scrolling through iTunes. And this is like not even, I didn't even set this up as a plug, but <laughs> he sent me on the fact that he had scrolled for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I just was like, just go to the heroesforhire.ie website and type in any character name that's, and you'll yeah. be able to find the episode. And then oh, that's a lot I of had, scrolling he could have saved on. There, I will admit there was, a, you know, the word typing was on my screen for a while. <laughs> and then I just had, ah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but, <laughs> so that's a, that's our first review of the website. Uh, bit irritated by it. <laughs> bit irritated that it exists. That's yeah. where we want to be. Um, now, Sean, so as I said, you're back from holidays. Yes. You're full of energy. Had a great and, time as well. And I didn't even ask. <laughs> didn't even care. <laughs> this is Movie Mondays. <laughs> this isn't Sean's Hollybops. Um, <laughs> now, for the slideshow, on an audio platform. Ooh. No, um, Sean, you've, wa- you've watched Moon Knight. Uh, as you are the regular Marvel fanboy, you- you've been paid off by them. What are your thoughts? Uh, I I like it. It's, it's different from... Uh, the comic book Moon Knight, um, but I like I have no idea where. Sorry, so I think I want more explanation about the relationship between Mark and Stephen in it at the minute. Um, it's quite different from the comics. I wonder will they go into that at all in later episodes? But from what I've seen so far, um, really liking it. Um, I think it's probably my second favorite Disney Plus show so far. Which was your favourite? One Division. One Division. Okay, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, I mean, I actually thought, like, I know nothing about Moon Knight, so we're kind of coming at this from different angles. I, I think a lot of people probably don't know anything about Moon Knight. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's just funny that um, Sony had the option, like, in the 90s to, like, buy all these characters. They were like, <laughs> no, only Spider-Man. And it's gotten to the point now where Marvel are like, fuck all y'all, we're doing Moon Knight. <laughs> we'll pull out any C-list character and make a billion dollars. <laughs> it does not matter at this stage. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I am um, having watched. This is obviously a spoiler-filled review for the first two episodes. We're going to mix a match between the two of them as well, so we're just going to kind of go through episode one, episode two. But if we go all over the place, we apologize. It's just yeah. kind of an amalgamation of the two of them. Um, what I will say, I think episode one is really strong. Oh, really, really strong. Absolutely. Um, as a pilot, like just as an introduction to everything going on, I've talked to a few people that didn't like this show. Um, that they they felt it was quite boring, very slow, and there was lots of talking. I found out slightly more in the second one, but I never, to be honest with you, personally, I didn't feel like that. I was kind of watching the second one going, expedition is happening, but I know it needs to happen because so, there's so many questions. There's so much shit that we don't know. There is, and I feel like it, it. I think part of that is because for most of episode one, we we are in the shoes of a character who doesn't know what's going on. I think that's really well done. I, I really like the data from Steven's point of view. Yeah, and I think that's that's what... So in the comics, Mark is the default, for want of a better word. Yeah, number one. He's number one, and then the other two are split personalities. Um, but having Steven be... And Steven Grant in the comics is like a billion... He's like a Bruce Wayne type. Um, Aye, okay. He's like a billionaire playboy type thing. Um, so I I kind of like what they did that Stephen is the fish out of water and we see all of this happen through Stephen's eyes and we just see how much of a toll all the Moon Knight stuff takes on just his regular life. It's, 
And to be honest, like, I think it's a really fascinating way to do it. Like, you have a character that has multiple personalities, and instead of introducing a character, like, say even Layla, who's in the show. Yeah. She comes in episode two. Like, you could have easily had her come in, and we're following her, following Stephen, and, like, and then that's how we get introduced. So he, she's, like, the audience. But yeah. it's a really strange idea to have the guy who's causing the mayhem also be the audience. So we're like catching up with himself while he commits all of the stuff. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde type thing. Um, like Jekyll and Hyde it ha- it is kind of ruined as a book because everyone knows that it's the same person. But the whole time going through that book, if you read it, um, uh, Dr. Hyde, doc- sorry, Dr. Jekyll is just seeing all of the, he's uh, being informed of all these things happen. Yeah. And that this person in the night is causing so much crime. And it's at the end, it's a big twist that he's Mr. Hyde. I mean, there's there's a movie in the 90s that we're not meant to talk about that also does that. We have have talked about that on the Patreon, linked below. Uh, No, I I was talking about uh, a different movie that has one rule. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I was talking about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, no, I'm thinking, not that movie, that, of course, that extraordinary movie shot, I mean, just, I think that's the greatest movie ever made, I don't... It's a great story ever told, uh, (laughs) the Bible. Um, (laughs) But yeah, of course, like, the Fight Club, uh, we've seen this a lot of times, that you have something happening and the characters fighting out as it goes along, Um, not the rude Fight Club, but... I, what I re- yeah, I just really love the fact that we never see Moon Knight, um, and I really, I really wanted that. Like for the whole first, like for the first forty minutes of the episode, I'm like, don't show us, just keep letting fucked up shit happen. And when it ha- there's the bit where we're eating hawk in the town, oh, and he yeah. go- and he freaks out and he comes back and everyone's covered in blood and his hands are covered in blood and it's just like, what the fuck? I was like, that's perfect. I don't want to yeah. see, a, I don't want to see a ting. I just want to see folks, and then at the very last scene in the in the episode, introduce him. Do the Godzilla where you only see him for four seconds, but that's what makes it cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, like to, to fast uh, fast forward a bit. That last scene of episode one, where the jackal is chasing him into the bathroom, and you have Oscar Isaac who kills it in this oh. show. By the way, who? Do we know Oscar Isaac is good? Do we know that man can act? <laughs> <laughs> He's in my favorite movie of last year, Dune. The Dune, Dune. Um, but it's he's just like, give me control. He gives him control, and then the next sh- shot like comes in around the corner. Yeah, and you just see Moon Knight pummeling this thing. And we had seen that in the trailer, so like I understood what was happening. But to say that once you even see it, I'm like that suit looks amazing. It just yeah. looks really cool. And um, there's the bit in the second one that I really liked his acting is uh, when he looks up at the camera in the CCTV and it's only yeah. a really small thing yeah. his mark and it's he, a completely different facial structure than he has the rest of the time. Oh yeah, he carries himself different. Like Yeah, it, and it, he walks in and I'm like, oh, that's Mark in the camera. Yeah, that's not Stephen, no, that's not bumbling Stephen Grant that we're watching. Yeah. Uh, that's and, badass and, Mark Spector. And like they do have to do the thing where it's like, oh, Stephen, he's down on his luck. Nobody knows his name. Oh, he's a bit of a dweeb. Oh, what yeah. a nerd. I'm like, he looks like Oscar Isaac. <laughs> it's tough to imagine. <laughs> How do you feel about the uh, the British accent that he does? It's, also, did I hear they never went to England? To yes. That uh, that museum. I think I think they might have have like a B unit camera in England getting like B roll. 
But I think but that museum that he works in is in like Copenhagen or something like that. <laughs> Disney have gone too far. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've gone too far. Just go there. Just fly them all out. You're rich enough. That's true. But they're, oh, they're just hopping around and getting all the like filming grants in yeah, every location. I um, I, the British accent, Sean, I mean, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. But then again, if I had, say he was doing an Irish accent in the show I think I would have reservations about that so what do you think I yeah it's a bit Dick Van Dyke at times uh, in Mary Poppins like it can't really place where he comes from what I will say is it's consistent through the whole thing that, that's a compliment it's not like yeah. up and down it's consistently at Dick Van Dyke <laughs> exactly and it, he kind of falls in and out of it which I, I guess they do have the crutch of like if Mark Spector is the default then Stephen Grant, he, like he, he should, his vocal, like he wouldn't have as much of a That's natural English class. accent. Yeah, like this man changes his voice, he changes his whole being on the regular. It and, seems. and we see him nonstop ringing his mother, which I think is like it's a really interesting concept of just who's he ringing? Is he just ringing Mark's mother as Stephen? I don't know because there, there's a line in the second one where he says that. The flat that he lives in belongs to his mother. Mm. Uh, and Layla says, oh, you're talking again. S- yes. So I don't know, really. Unless so he's may- just- Maybe it's a situation where Mark isn't on talking terms with his mother. So he creates Stephen as a different personality that then they can talk. That could be it. Yeah, like that. Uh, they're like not two halves of a whole because... Like, and look, I, we're no experts on disassociative identity disorders, mm. but I don't think it's that like one has elements that the other doesn't. I think it's just it's a completely separate personality. So I don't right. know if like Mark not talking to his mother is the reason okay. that Stephen calls his. I think as a writer, that might be something that they lean into a bit more. Yeah, I, I would assume they probably don't know much either. So. No, no. <laughs> you'd like to think that they at least talk to someone before writing it. <laughs> This is Disney. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck, it's Copenhagen. It's fine. <laughs> we're in fucking London. No, we're not. We're. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean, Oscar Isaac in this, he's carrying this on his back. I mean, Ethan Hawke is there chewing scenery. He and is. That's, I mean, you want the villain to chew scenery. And I, I really like his introduction as well. Like, just a small bit at the start where he puts glass in his shoes and it's it's very um, like the Da Vinci Code, like that dude who just fucking whips himself every day. Like it's <laughs> it's 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 unsettling, and it also like plays into the character very well. And I mean, in terms of episode one, like he's working in the museum and he's talking to the statue man. Just he's his only friend. Yeah, no, talk to <laughs> no, him. No one wants to hang out um, with this dude. Like the like he he. He gets a date in this. In this is something one. we want to talk about. This is something we want to talk about. For mm. and before, like, it seems to be implied that Mark is the one who scheduled the date. Well, here's he thinks it's Mark. Now, as people who know, well, I mean, even if you just watch the show, Mark has a wife, and yeah. through the whole show, he's trying to keep her alive, and he yeah. loves her very dearly. He do. Ma- Mark's not asking that woman out. No. And Steve is not asking that woman out. So, so, who's asking the woman out, Sean? Could it perhaps be Jake Lockley? 
other persona of Moon Knight. And Jake would also be the one to replace the fish, I would assume, because Mark doesn't give a shit about Mark doesn't that care. fish. Yeah, like, there, I, I think there's there's some threads there that it wouldn't make sense for Mark to do that or Stephen to do that. I, and I think, but I think that's good. I think I think that's like it's set up that way that you're meant to think, Mark. But I really like the fact that we can look at that objectively. Go, oh, that's a very, it's a much better reveal that it's not Mark. That yeah. there's also somebody else. Because then you have Mark and Stephen on the back foot. Yeah, because like, Ma- I don't think Mark knows that the third uh, personality is there. No, no, but I do think it's gonna. Ha- they have to do it. It's so integral to the character. So every um, mirror he looks at has three sides. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, and the thing about in the comics, Jake Lockley persona is like he's the guy on the street. Like he's like the cab driver, to the 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 guy who gets information. But they could twist it that Jake Lockley is just this super confident, charismatic dude who's really good at like talk, like a snake oil salesman kind of a thing, talks his way into situations and that's where his success and skills lie would would there be a situation where they could swap the personalities and so jake is the bruce wayne and I, th- I think they could i genuinely think they could like i say they probably don't want to lean into having here's another billionaire playboy after tony stark mm. so they might do it as just like you know jake is just that you know that that guy that everyone knows who everything just works out well for him he doesn't take things too seriously, but he just gets gets shit done, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, well, another scene I really loved, episode one, is the transition to, I'm assuming, Switzerland? Is it like Austria or Switzerland or where, where is he? I, I, I thought it was like kind of like Germany, but I'm not sure. It's, but, it's a, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some Bavarian country that he's yeah, in. And, I mean, it's a lovely place. Looks lovely. very nice. Scenic. Um, but it's just, can Moon Knight fly, is my question. No, he's more of a glider. Um, right. I, I think sometimes there's teleportation involved. Uh, but I, I think that's more... They're not introducing teleportation in this short. Yeah, they did, though, didn't they? At the end. Well, oh, no, no. It wasn't teleportation, but he does wake up in Egypt. Uh, yes, that's what that's what I'm kind of getting at. He's he's hopping countries. Yeah, I, like Conshu can probably teleport, so he could maybe just bring Mark along for the ride. Just come along. He gets him a second seat because yeah. he gets him in and out of the apartment. Well, he climbs out of the apartment. Actually, there's a little secret hole that he climbs. Conshu has like a little motorbike. He's got a little like side chair. Yeah, Conshu's got he a Vespa. Mar- <laughs> yeah, and he's got like the American with a little helmet on him. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Egypt. But yeah, I don't know. I I guess he just flies <laughs> on a plane, maybe because Mark oh. said uh, Stephen misses two days. Like he just he's True. gone for two days, so there's actual yeah. time passes. I mean, look, I, I'm assuming it'll probably be sorted out later on in the series. For now, we are meant to be left confused, but that's that's fine. It's only episode two. Who cares? That is, yeah, exactly. Um, um, and just on the the missing two days thing, the acting that Oscar Isaac does when at the dinner at, at the dinner when he's alone is heartbreaking. I, there was actually a lot of complaints about the the waiter and the steak, like complaining about the fact that he's like, "Oh, do you want it well done?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, very good" or whatever. 
Um, and someone said, like, that's really badly written in terms of a script. But I'm like, I see that scene. I was like, that's absolutely fine. The way if you said, oh, I want it very good. You'd be like, yeah, oh, it's well done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like, oh, first of all, Mark is a vegan. So, or sorry, Stephen's a vegan. So he doesn't know how to order steak. And he's just lost. Completely. He's just lost. And he, do- he doesn't care what is put in front of him at the minute. So uh, I think the line that the waiter says is, oh, and how would you like it? And I, like Stephen just heard, would you like that? And he goes, very, very good, very good. And so he brings it well done. Like, it's, I I just, I feel so bad for that dude in that moment because Mark fucked that up for him. Yeah, and it's it's one of those where it's just like, but can I say something though? Yeah. Everyone owns a phone here. You would check the day. If you woke up and you were like, oh, that was mad shit. The first thing you do is check the time of the day. That is that is true. That is very true. Everybody has a calendar literally four yards away from them. <laughs> yeah. And like he because he, he has to go to the fish shop, a pet shop, we'll call it, uh, to replace the fish. And she says you were here yesterday. And he's like, no, I wasn't. And at that point, even then, you would go, I might give the old phone lock screen maybe a glance because it yeah. has the date and time on it, usually. And you would see what day it was then and you would ring and say, oh my God, I'm so sorry I forgot. <laughs> Something along, that was the only moment where I was like, there's no way he's getting to dinner without checking his phone once. Yeah, or like, even while he's waiting for her to arrive, he'd be checking, yeah. he'd be checking the fuck. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> look, the the situation that got us there, not great, but the mm. acting at the table. Oh, excellent. excellent, excellent. I mean, but that's what we, we're allowed to say things that are clearly a bit weird, but they're getting to the next point. We want to get him to that dinner to have that moment where he's real sad. <laughs> see, we just want to see him sad. It's like when Loki sang that song in Loki. <laughs> You know? The bit in the village, by the way, excellent. When you see Ethan Hawke and he has the tattoo that tells yeah. people whether they're good or bad. It judges um, people before. It's the Egyptian god judging people one by one. It's basically the idea is that like, if you'll ever do bad, he's going to kill you there and then. Wasn't this the conceit of civil war? That Nick Fury had a bunch of helicarriers that could determine whether people had the capability to be bad? Yeah, I, I think it's along the same lines. It's... I'll- it's I also like, like the same lines up. of like Rhodey in if, Infinity War? No, Endgame, when he's like, will we go to baby Hitler and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just, well, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's a team that pops up a lot in Marvel. Yeah, they're all, like, for such a, like, overarching company that Disney is, there's a lot of stuff about how... <laughs> Let's kill you know, baby. <laughs> about, no, but just about how like one person Let's find a toddler and beat the shit out of him. Set Moon Knight on him. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like Ethan Hawke as the villain. Um, it's revealed in episode two that he used to be Moon Knight. He That's used, a great reveal. I, I like love that. that. That's so clever. Um, and also that uh, his character name. Um, what was it? Oh uh, no! Is it Gunner? Gur, uh, Arthur Harrow is his oh, name. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just in, guessed. <laughs> that's fine. That's absolutely fine, my dude. Uh, in the comics, he's just like a, a, a an evil scientist who's experimenting on people. Um, but I like that they've turned him into kind of this like cult leader. And and for a bit, you're like, oh, it doesn't seem that bad because he has this little community of people who are like teaching gr- each other. 
that's a really good scene in that when um, Stephen goes in and he sits down, it all seems all very nice. And there's a great bit of, it's actually very get out way. It like, is. Once the conversation turns, all the conversation stops. And everyone yeah. just stops and looks. And did you find, like, I got a, more respect for Stephen in that scene. Yeah. Cause cause he is just operating on his own. And he says, oh, so your God would kill a baby who hasn't actually done anything yet. Yeah, like for something they do in 30 years, is that actually good or we could maybe change them yeah. even if we knew they were to do bad? And like Ethan Hawke just doesn't have an answer for him. He's just like, well, the sacrifices have to be made kind of a deal. And it's even, but Stephen doesn't even leave it at that. He's like, sacrifice? Like, that's not really a sacrifice. You're literally just killing people. That's... Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Like, isn't I don't it? sign up for a god that kills children. I'm sorry. And, uh, the bit when he looks around, he's like, does everyone else agree with this? Is, yeah. This is a bit weird. Isn't it? Just like, I was like, oh, he does have, he does, he, he has something in him that, like, he's yeah. not just this fop of a man who's floating through life. Yeah. And um, a really small thing I just wanted to touch on is in the village, you know, when it keeps, like, cutting in and out and he keeps killing all those people and they come yeah. back. And even in the getaway with the ice cream truck, my favourite bit that got a real laugh was when he threw the gun. And then <laughs> yeah. Mr. The, the God was just like, did he just throw that gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... He didn't want to hold the gun, but he wanted a weapon, but he didn't want to shoot the gun. <laughs> and it's really well acted where he just looks, he's like, okay, and he just like fucks and it just like very gently lands on the windscreen and goes to the side. <laughs> just does absolutely nothing. Um, also, for people watching this show, there are QR codes hidden in every episode. Yes. And if you scan them with your phone, you get uh, Moon Knight comics, which are really mm. cool. <laughs> yeah, And I think it's his first, it's his first appearance. Yeah, his first appearance and then just like key comics that he's been in. That's just a really fun thing they could throw into every comic book thing. Yeah, you know what? because like how many QR codes are in everyone's life all the time? It's weirder if they're not in the And movie. also, if you were 14 and super into comic books, that's the coolest shit you've ever seen. It, lad, if you're 25 and you're super into <laughs> comic books. <laughs> not that I know anyone like that. No, no. Our ages are ambiguous at best. <laughs> um, also, the creepy hallway fight scene. Um, mm. is really good when he finds where, I think this is the first episode with the old lady when um, yes. you have the monster coming towards him for the first time and then that that f- uh, goes into the museum where he starts getting attacked and he's getting chased through but the second episode opens up where the security guy's like you're there by yourself like there's nobody there other than you um, yeah. and it, it just would- makes him look even crazier it does, and it's a nice way to establish that he's the only one who can see, like these jackals and things from another world, because mm. um, it does because it uh, it plays into episode two where like Layla can't see that there's a, a big jackal that he's he's fighting. Saves on CGI. Yeah, it really does. I thought that during the fight in episode two. I was like, wow, they really paid Oscar Isaac a lot of money to be in this. <laughs> We're going to pay you 50 million. You can't see the monsters. Okay. <laughs> the, um, also, the, the, although that fight scene is good, but I think the best one of the first two episodes is the storage locker. Um, and it's not even a fight yeah. scene. It's just the chase of the lights going off and on and flickering and then you see the monster and then it flickers again the monster's gone and then it flickers again and he's like right in front of him yeah and that that's Khonshu the, the monster yeah big crow headed 
God. Like chasing yeah. after him. That's, that's the Mr. Knight, as he's one to know. Mr. That's, Knight God. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, Mr. Knight is the guy in the suit. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's Mr. Knight's God. He is Mr. Knight's he, God. He's involved Sorry. in the moon. He's all that. He's, he's you know, he, I like how he carries a little moon around with him. That's handy. I, that's I good. know who he is. <laughs> that works out. That's, yeah, it's easy to identify. You're different from the other CGI monsters. Um, <laughs> what I will say is the CGI, yeah. um, it's not excellent. No. It's, it's, it's all at that. It's all at night time. Um, and it's normally seen very quickly. Yeah, there's a there's a bit that I I really clocked, and it's where Ethan Hawke is summoning like the Egyptian jackal. Yes, and he puts the cane on the ground, and it's this weird plasticky purple divot that he mm. just makes, and and the yoke climbs out of it. It's not great. It does the job. Like it's it, it's one of those. Yeah, it does the job. But I'm kind of watching it going, like I feel like you can do that. Like there's a movie where there's a tree and a raccoon. And they look really realistic and they're inter- interacting. And this is the same studio. That was like 10 years ago at this yeah. stage. So like, surely you could do it. But then again, it's a series. So it doesn't probably have the same budget. And they are probably paying Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke an awful lot of money. This is the thing. And not to say it's all going to them, but like that, that does contribute to it. I'd wager it's possible that like the budget isn't spread evenly across the episodes yeah that's, it, that's a good point yeah I, i'd say the later ones will probably have more of a focus on like they, they like do you really believe that they went to egypt for this movie no like, no they, they went to a sound stage you've seen death on the nile they did the same thing <laughs> that is actually really bad it's really you bad please don't mimic that, that. so strange um but Actually, saying that though, it's literally because the Moon Knight suit and Moon Knight looks so excellent that I think the monsters look worse by comparison. I think you're right, yeah, because I, I, a lot of that, I know they, they do touch-ups and stuff after, but a lot of that suit is practical, I believe. Like, he's mm. actually wearing that on set. So it interacts with all the real-world environments really well. And so this monster layered on top of it is just kind of, that's what draws your eye at that and point. So what did you think of the different suits? Like the literal suit and the, the other suit? Yeah, so uh, the the actual like Fist of Khonshu, like hooded robe, like white Batman suit, basically. Fucking love it. Oh, it's, it's excellent. Excellent. It's so good. Um, the Mr. Knight suit, I really, really like it. Um, I especially love... I, I like Steven in that suit because he's... It's different. It's different. He carries himself differently. He fights differently. Like <laughs> That fight, by the way, fucking ridiculous. Ab- absurd. Oh, I have a quote. Hang on. Um, you're in the wrong ends, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the wrong ends, mate. <laughs> like, he got, he's got those little phrases that really do sell it. But, like, when he gets in a fight... He takes off the jacket and rolls up his sleeves. Like it's he—he's a little bruiser at heart, and I love him. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think that's a really unique take on it. I don't know. Do they do that in the comic books? Does, does it changes up? He he does. It does change up, but it's not based on who summons the suit. Right. Uh, okay. It's just that he, they redesign Moon Knight, and now he's a guy in a white yeah, suit. He's Mister Knight. He wants to be called. Okay, that, that makes sense. I, I love the idea, yeah, that the different personalities have different versions. I mean, that's it would really make perfect cool. sense. 
It does. Like, it's absolutely, it's brilliant. And, like, each version lends to their fighting style. Like, Stephen is, he's quite respectable most of the time, but then when he fights, he's just When you're in the wrong ends, mate, then he's going to come at you. If you're in the wrong ends, you you best get to stepping. But then, like, Mark is, like, fully bought into all the Khonshu stuff. Like, he's a mercenary, so it's, like, very uh, tactical. He can move really well in it. He's basically, like, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Exactly. That he's just, he, he's like the mission at this point. Mm. Uh, and Stephen is just like doing his best. Um, I like the crescent blades in the chest of the, Ooh, the Fist of Conchu suit. When so. Mark first pops out, like oh, you we feel a sense see- of, oh, this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. Nobody guy, has a hope. He knows how to use the powers, man. Yeah. Because like, Stephen gets one punch in and it's a good punch. And like Mark even says that to him. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that was a hell of a punch back there, but I should handle this. And also I like the bit where Mark's like, you're going to get everyone killed. So the first thing he does when he becomes Mark is he gets the monster away from the people yeah. and gets them up to the rooftops where they can't hurt anyone but Mark. Because exactly. he has it under control. And this feels like running across a roof in Assassin's Creed or the Arkham games or something like that. Because it, he just like it's like there's nothing in his way. He's just sprinting full pelt across yeah. the rooftops and, of London. And like, did, I love the bit where he's like, nearly there, nearly there. Okay, where are you? Okay. And then he leaps, he's like, gotcha. And he just yeah. slices him and then just puts him straight through the fucking spike in the yeah. middle of the town. <laughs> and then you get another great scene, which is them talking in the mirror. Yes, uh, and Stephen is the reflection this time, and he doesn't and know what's going on. No, and he's terrified. He's like, this feels awful. And yeah. like, so a part of you understands, like, okay, this might be why Mark is like so miserable all the time, because he's and just the, stuck in that void. But Mark also says to him, like, oh, we've built the wall up, so you would never find out about any of this. Like, you would never be involved in any of this, but now you've ripped all that down. So now yeah. you're, inv- you're in. You're in, you're part of this now, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, and when uh, Khonshu then is talking to Mark, he's like, you were half dead when I found you. And I get the impression that like they like they just picked Stephen's body and put him in. Like, yeah, I, 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 it's referenced multiple times that he's dead. Like even the little girl in the first episode when yeah. she's like, talking about the gods and everything. And he's like, oh, they didn't choose me because I'm not dead. Ha ha ha. But I'm like... Why would you throw that in there? And then there's also the reference at the end of episode two. Either Stevens was dead or... Are there three separate people that were died that were all put into one body? Or is it one person that died that the Khonshu brought back? I I think we might get the... Like, the reveal that Mark was the original. But then these personalities developed. And then... uh, Stephen became the main one because Mark couldn't deal with being Mark anymore. Some element of that, maybe. Or maybe Mark died, like, for five minutes. Like, maybe and he was... He, he, like, he just he just died and someone brought him back to life. Yeah. Brought him back to life. But when he yeah. came back, he wasn't strong enough to be the number one anymore. Exactly, yeah. So, like, in the, in the comic, Moon Knight's Origins, that he was a mercenary, did some bad things, killed some good people... Um, and then he got betrayed, stabbed, kind of fell into this tomb uh, with the like spirit of Conchu and became the Avatar and went on to do good, gooder things. 
and still Cooter ambiguous tip. to serve Conchu, who generally is pretty good, but sometimes yeah. he'll be like, the Avengers should die. And Mark is like, all right, okay. <laughs> all right, you're in the wrong ends, mate. <laughs> this is, this is Mark is like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> so, like, there's some of that, but he's generally a... a he's, a he's an anti-hero. Like, that, that's who he is. Yeah, and I, I, I like the idea that, like, it is referenced... Once again, it's another question. It's episode two. Um, yeah. I think this could really stick the landing. Landing, I don't know. Like, there's a few of these shows that definitely didn't. Um, I know after episode two of Falcon Winter Soldier, we were very positive because we're like, they got four episodes left. So much time. How can you fuck it up? How can you make (laughs) villains that we don't give a shit about? (laughs) But episode three and four was what had let them down. So I'm interested to see how the next two go because this one is really set up that you could go batshit crazy with this. Yeah, yeah, this one feels... Like how kind of one division touched on multiverse and uh like what's Nexus stuff and then Loki touched on multiverse and Nexus stuff. Moon Knight feels like you could go into that more mad like mythical side. Like with your blade and stuff like that where you get the vampires, Moon Knight could be a real nice way to explore all the ancient Egypt stuff. Um, mm. and, and unlock that door a little bit. And apparently, they were starting off doing this, thinking it would interact with the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. Like it would, they would in- include references to other things. That just hap- does this happen before the blip, after the blip, all that shit. But then, as the series, as the show was progressing, or when they were working on it, they realized they wanted it more as a standalone. And so they just really got rid of most of those references so that it would just be its own thing rather than kind of referencing where it is in the timeline, timeline whether it's 2024 or whether it's 2018. Yeah, I like that. I like that they're just making just make a good show, you know, and don't, don't be held up by, oh, and it has to connect to this element of this. Like, because I'd imagine there'd be some reference to Eternals being that it's in London. But like now they yeah. can just leave all that out and just focus on telling a no, good movie No, I think we should bring in, bring in Sprite. Bring you just want a child to get hit in the back of the head again. <laughs> I want Sprite to come in and Moon Knight to kick the fucking shit out of her. Well, Sprite's just like human now as well. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want Sprite going to school. And I want Mark to drop down and beat the shit out of <laughs> the, You could do, um, like, in future... Like, you could open the door to, like, the Midnight Suns and things like that. That's True. the Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, um, and Blade. Morbius is usually in that. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? No, we're not going We had to talk about Morbius just very quickly now in a second, but... Okay. Midnight Suns. Yeah. Could they beat the Avengers in a fight? See, that's the thing. You have Doctor Strange. That's that's the that's the one. Now, they so, have Wanda. That's true. I but think you've got Strange and Ghost Rider and Moon Knight. Yeah, I still think the Avengers might like. Okay, so like your standard Avengers roster, I think they probably have it. Yeah, I think there's more of them. See, you'd have to pick the best four. It'd have to be four on four. I'm not including Morbius. <laughs> no, the Morbius is excommunicated after. You could probably film. go Hulk, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Tor, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry to see the Avengers kind yeah. of share with them. The, there's Strange certain characters. Strange is really the only one, and even then, Strange can be beaten. Like, and yeah. he has been beaten. Um, like and Hulk, that would be the four. 
Hulk, yeah. Like, it, once you have, like, Captain Marvel or uh, Scarlet Witch in there, you're kind of grand, to be honest. <laughs> like, even, yeah, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Thor, Hulk, it's, a, it's an awful foursome to come up against. <laughs> it, they also would not work well as a team, any no. of those characters. <laughs> no. um, my follow-up take was about Morbius. We yeah. won't get to him this week. Okay. So, I, we're not going to do a Morbius review. I, actually, I was asked at a Q&A last week, Sean, are yes. we doing a Morbius review? So, I'm going to let you decide, on air, do you want to go <laughs> watch Michael Morbius? <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't want to watch that movie. I said from the start it was going to be shit. I don't want Jared to have our money. No, I don't want to give that man a cumulative 20 quid between us. Like, he doesn't deserve it. Stop hiring him to make movies. He's bad. (laughs) I know this... (laughs) I know this is a review of a show that he's not involved in. We're not going to get to the the fact that he'd have to be brought to the bathroom in a wheelchair because he... He was using the crutches. Oh, just, we said shit like that would happen, man. We really called it. And I'm so disappointed that it came true. That man needs to stop. He, I throw him in with Roland Emmerich. Like, Hollywood yeah. just needs to be like, right, lads, just stop. Just it's, stop. It's You've fine. had enough. Just like, you, you're not the draw that we think you are. <laughs> Did anyone think it? Everyone listening to this. I know all of us, we felt Jared's not the one. Have you seen the marketing for Morbius? Like, the marketing team had a stroke or something because there's just, there's one video and it's like Jared doing like one of those TV sales commercials type things, like the ShamWow guy. But he's selling, he's showing you how to get blood out of a white shirt. (laughs) And it's 30 seconds long and he's dead behind the eyes the entire time. It's... (laughs) fascinating to watch <laughs> Look, I don't want to get into legal troubles yeah. but I feel someone maybe needs to have a look at him um, just maybe. maybe a bit of an investigation just and even at that stage if we're not going to go legality route maybe just look at him as a human and go ah lad, lad just come on, you, come on reel, reel it in you were in a wheelchair for no reason <laughs> Jared just uh, Mads Mickelson said during the week not specifically about this but uh, he's it, it's also not not about this yeah um, he was like I don't get method acting what if you method act and you're in a bad movie does yeah, that make you a bad person? <laughs> <laughs> you're meant to method act, act, act a win an Oscar, but what happens if you're in some shit? Then you're just a dickhead for no reason. Yeah, and just that's there forever. It's like no, just be a fucking actor. <laughs> to bring it back, Sean, do you think Oscar Isaac was a dickhead on this set? I know. I'd say he was a lovely man to work with, do, Connor. I just, I just can't get the sense that he would not be just lovely. No, I feel he's the type of guy to like turn up with baked goods in the mornings. <laughs> It's like, hey he guys, I be. found this on the way. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Him and John Boyega, best friends. Best, oh, he brought John in. If John Boyega pops up in this, that'd be amazing. <laughs> to, to just pop up and just give a thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well done. Chewie's oh. dead. <laughs> oh, no, we alive on that ship. <laughs> um, no, look, uh, actually, I was going to bring up, what did you think of the, the wife in this? So, like, introducing Mark's wife and now she's involved to kind of progress the plot in that way like bringing the scarab around it's it it's i think it's interesting because it's a character because now steven knows that mark is like another side of him 
um, there's less confusion in that relationship. Yeah. And there's going to be start to be things being explained. And so now it can also be explained to the audience by way of Layla as uh, like she will be the, the person who gets that explained to in the show. Um, yeah. so I like and she's also there. the exposition. She's like, oh, do you not remember when you did this six yeah. months ago or 10 she, years ago? She's our way to learn more about Mark without Mark just talking for 20 minutes. Exactly. And look, uh, I, I, I really like the bit at the end when Kanchu's like, I'm going to pick her if you're not wordy. Like, she's much more wordy. That's the threat, yeah. That's why Mark is serving, because... Which, which is like a double-edged sword. So, like, Mark doesn't want her to be Moon Knight. Be, not because, I mean, that he doesn't want to give up the power. But once she becomes Moon Knight, then her life is over. So he's like, just leave her alone. Leave her yeah. alone. And Stephen also likes Layla as well. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's going to be a weird dynamic to navigate through. Yeah, I... Also, the biggest part of the first two episodes, and I, I don't think every other podcast is going to talk about this. I don't think any other podcast that you listen to review on it will talk about this. But this is the biggest moment of the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like the Irish accent on the the, la- the Irish lad, <laughs> the policeman? Oh, the policeman. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I heard it and I was like, that sounds like every Irish accent I've ever heard put together. <laughs> but I think it's so bland it's natural. I think... <laughs> Yeah, he has to be Irish because it's so bland. No, I think that is an Irish police officer that, yeah. like, just that's a, just an Irish actor in London that they hired for the day, kind of a thing. I mean, for for a few hours, I was thinking Oscar Isaac's no longer the star of this show. I, I feel like he's no longer a like star this, accent, to be sure. I, I feel like this one man is now our new Barry. He's he's now the hero. We just <laughs> find an Irish person who's done well for themselves, and we just latch on to them. And it's like they're us now, because <laughs> we will never have talent. So no. we're like, right, find do this someone, show. <laughs> find someone with talent, and we'll just drag onto them. Go on. We did it for Colin Farrell for about twenty years. <laughs> we did. We were right now for Colin. a while. Brendan Gleeson's been carrying Ireland on his back. Oh, for and when Donald got cast in Star Wars, I mean, <sighs> that's the, great. The place shut down for weeks on the yeah. on the drink on yeah, the drink course. Uh, <laughs> actually, I was when I was on holiday. I was in a restaurant and. I was chatting and there was this lovely Canadian couple beside us mm. and we were just chatting for a bit and it, it I was they said to me something that's been said to me by you and in every job I've ever had yeah there's like sorry you sound like the guy from the IT crowd <laughs> Chris O'Dowd <laughs> Chris O'Dowd yeah. I've heard that so much and I'm like you're not the first person to say it to me the way you just said so much by the way is very Chris O'Dowd <laughs> <laughs> damn it Chris he's the more successful voice of the of us. <laughs> here's the thing though if mm. Chris took a holiday you could come in and do like insurance ads just like oh. for Interesting. So people are still listening, going, "Oh, Chris O'Dowd's on the TV, a whole bunch. Like he's still getting that promotion. You're getting the paycheck under the table. That like That's it's true. not Chris O'Dowd, but he gets to take the day off. I mean, that is true. Holy shit! Oh, I'm going to send my voice reel to Chris O'Dowd and just see what happens. You need <laughs> a like, voice. When, when did I send myself this voicemail? <laughs> God, I must have been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that's another Irish person that did well well done Chris <laughs> another Irish person in the MCU the one policeman yes oh no, no Chris O'Dowd <laughs> Chris O'Dowd he was he's in, in Thor he's in Thor the Dark World yeah no there no. you go no just when you thought Barry was the only one <laughs> Chris 
everyone, everyone walked out and toured the dark world in Dublin was like, now, that was shite, but did everyone see Chris? Didn't well Chris do Chris. very well? <laughs> we'll all go over to the house now tomorrow, we'll tell him he did well. <laughs> we'll bring sandwiches. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I think that brings an end to our review of Moon Knight. I don't know if we've talked about Moon Knight for about four minutes. No, that's true. Uh, it was a large day about uh, Irish accents, mm. but... I really like these first two episodes. Mm. Like it's a, it's a show I'm looking forward to. Um, towards the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for example, I was like, oh, okay, I I have to watch this now. Yeah, but re- the same. yeah, but I'm really excited for the next Moon Knight episode to come out. Um, were you an Egypt kid, by the way? Did you like get have an Egypt phase where you just loved Egypt? There's <laughs> an Egyptology book I'll be, that everyone. I'll be honest has. with you, I've never been asked that question before. Have you I'm, not? No, um, really. I mean, does it count as being an Egypt kid as if you were into Yu-Gi-Oh? That helps. Yeah, that's the gateway. Uh, I, look, I will say I started on the gateway and I just stopped. Okay. So, You're just like guarding that gateway. I, I was like, once I have um, Ra as, a, as, my, as my attacking card, then I am done. The winged dragon of... <laughs> the ring dragon of Ra. <laughs> a good red lad, so he is. No, that's right. No, I went through a phase where I was just fascinated by Egypt. I couldn't believe it existed. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Egypt? No, not once. We're starting a GoFundMe next week for Put get Sean, Sean in, a, in a coffin. To be honest, he's had enough fucking holidays. <laughs> I'll never go on holiday again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't never leave me. <laughs> Come with me next time, but That's true. <laughs> I'm bringing Connor instead. <laughs> Sorry. Two tickets to the theatre. <laughs> and dancing afterwards. Um, yeah, right. look, I really like the first two episodes. I think they're really good. I really hope it doesn't drop the ball, but I, t- I think it's going to be... I'm excited for the next one, which is, as I said, once I got to like episode four or five of Falcon, which is Soldier, not so much. Loki, I think episode three was a bit weak as well, if I remember. But I, I know mm. Loki picked up near the end, but um, was that the one on the train? Episode Ye- three. I think, yeah, it was train episode three. Four was the one that the planet was like exploding around. Yeah, them. The, Loki was like a bit of a dip in the middle and then picked up near the end once all the multiverse started yeah. getting involved. Um, I'm interested to see how this goes, just in terms of episode three and four. Can they keep the momentum going? Can Can Ye- they keep this rolling? Yeah, and it feels like they're doing it. Like, the way the episodes end, kind of, they're, they're, they're already moving towards the next step of the plan kind of a thing. So, yeah. I'm hopeful. But I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday, Sean. As I said, we will be releasing our episode 3 and 4 review and 5 and 6 review over on the Patreon. Um, so, subscribe now so you don't miss that. Um, and you also get an extra movie review every single month. We've got a whole host of movie reviews already over there. Um, what was the last movie we reviewed, Sean? It was uh, X-Men 3, The Last Stand. The Last Stand. And I would think it was movies. the last. It was the last, but, well, well, there was some after that. <laughs> there was about seven after, but it was the last until that point. Um, there was also, uh, we had Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which we covered. Mm-hmm. Um, we've covered Batman Returns. been very Batman heavy this year because the Batman was coming out. Because we, we were hyped yeah. for the Batman, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, we've got a whole host, of, like the Mobby. We've got, like, so many Marvel I like movies, Spider-Mans. One. Yeah, the, uh, and Spider-Man 3, I think, was an early one we did. Yeah. And that was really good as well. Have a look. Have a listen. Have a, yeah. have a check out. See if it's something you'd like. We would appreciate the support. Uh, would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. So 
Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. And big thanks to everyone over on our Patreon who supports the show every single month. We really, really appreciate it. So shout-outs go to Waffles, Professional Ghost Killer, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Groyer Mo for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, the lads turned their stories into motion pictures and made millions, McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe one that did this, Sammy DeLucia, and Michelle Brown. Thank you all for the continued support. You're all amazing. Hope you enjoy all of the content that we put up on the Patreon. If there's any ideas for stuff you'd like to see, do send us a message however you want. Um, other ways to support the show then, as briefly mentioned at the start, we do have a website, heroesforhire.ie. Uh, you can go there to access all the episodes. There was a bit of an issue with Spotify um, with some of the episodes during the week, but you should be able to always access the episodes through the website. So that's a nice little backbone to kind of fall back on. Um, it's also heroesforhire.ie slash shop. That's where you can get t-shirts and hoodies and all that good stuff. Twitter then, we're at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilment's discussion group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever support the show is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. Been glad to have you back, Sean. Good to be back, Connor. Yeah, Thanks so for holding down the fort. <laughs> so I've been Connor Norman. I've been Sean Neal. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.